Today is October 4th, and 2023, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Today we are reading Matthew 19 and Acts chapter 22. So again, we see Jesus with some conflicts with the Pharisees. Any words? Um, Let's just start. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew 19. Now, when Jesus had finished these sayings, and that, by the way, is a signal that his discourse was done. Remember, we talked about the Sermon on the Mount, 5 through 7, the missionary sending him out in chapter 10, chapter 13, the parables of the kingdom, and now here. And 18 was 18, just another one. Another one, yeah. Right. When Jesus had finished these sayings, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan, and large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And the, and the Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh." What therefore God has joined together, let no let not man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this receive it. Okay, verse 13. Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Yeah, just shadows of, of chapter 18, right? The most humble one is the mm -hmm. servant, right? And if you can listen closely, you can hear a dog walking around. <laughs> ching, 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 ching. Our dog's name again is... Her Autumn. name is Autumn. Okay. She just came to join us. Yeah. Uh, verse 16. And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go, sell what you possess, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. 
And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Okay. Dealing with divorce. Um, children are the greatest and then the rich young ruler. Yeah. Pretty simple outline. Hint, 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 free summaries. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Next is Acts 22. Acts chapter 22. So remember, um, we finished in class uh, yesterday when um, Paul was arrested. Yeah, it was a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. He was arrested in the, in the temple and he began uh, in the Hebrew language. He asked if he could speak with the people and they said, uh, sure. So here's what he said. I want you to notice when the people get angry. Mm. Uh, Paul says this. Brothers and fathers, hear the defense I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel. According to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, and uh, as all of you are this day, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those also who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus, about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who live there, came to me and standing by my standing by me said to me brother Saul receive your sight and at that very hour I received my sight and saw him and he said the God of our fathers appointed you to know his will to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth 
for you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Up unto this word they listened to him. What was the word? Gentiles. Far away to the Gentiles. Yeah, I remember these are Jewish people who hated the Gentiles. And the fact that God would send Paul to the Gentiles. They didn't uh, like that. Nope, they didn't like it. And up to this word they listened to him. Verse 22, they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they had stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship with a large sum. Paul said, But I am a citizen by birth. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately, and the tribune also was afraid, for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. So I I think it's interesting there that he got out of a bad situation by saying, I am a Roman citizen. Mm -hmm. And later, he's going to say some some other things similar to that. Yeah. Anyway. And this was similar to his time in the Philippian jail. Yes, right. Just being a, a Roman citizen really helped him. Yeah. Okay, but on the next day, this is verse 30, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews... He unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet. And he brought Paul down and set him before them. Sort of another cliffhanger. Yeah. And we'll get to it tomorrow. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.